you know, Christmas time is a time of the year when people go shopping, and I've, I've been once. Sandy's been a lot of times, but um, I, I heard about this. There, <laughs> she's been a lot of times, and, and I've been once. Um, but uh, I heard about this judge that uh, it, it was Christmas time, and it, actually it was around, right around Christmas Day, and uh, he was, you know, having to give arraignments and stuff like that, and he looked over at the uh, prisoner that was there, and he said, uh, uh, what are you charged with? And the guy said, well, from sh- uh, Christmas shopping too early, he said, Christmas shopping too early? That's not a crime. He said, well, how early were you shopping? And the guy said, before the store opened. You know, uh, this is the time when we think back about the three wise men. And it says in Matthew that uh, they presented unto him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Now, in that scripture, those simple words, there is a tremendous, powerful theological principle that uh, you ought to remember. There is no mention of wrapping paper in that verse. They gave their gift, no mention of wrapping paper in the verse. In fact, I thought about that because I thought if there was wrapping paper on those first gifts that the wise men gave, that it would say something like this. It would read something like this. And lo, the gifts were encompassed about with seven square uh, cubits of paper, and the paper was covered within and without with pictures of Frosty, a man of snow. And Joseph purposed in his heart to cast the paper into the barrel of refuge. But Mary saith unto him, Cease, man. Drop the decorative parchment. It should be set aside for future generations. And Joseph dist, uh, dist roll his eyeballs. And it came to pass that the babe was more interested in the paper than the gold. Something like that. But these words don't appear in that account. And that tells us some very important characteristics about those who gave the gifts. First of all, they were wise. That's why they didn't wrap the gifts. Second, they were men. <laughs> That's why they didn't wrap the paper. You know, um, I think it's kind of like childbearing. That's more, that's a gift that God has given to women. That's like wrapping, wrapping presents. That's more of what women do than, than what men do. I thank God for the invention of bags with little, with tissue. <laughs> with tissue paper, trash bag. I heard about a guy that did that. And uh, his wife came and looked and saw a hefty trash bag under the tree. And she said, what is that? She said, oh, that's your gift, sweetie. See the bow on the top? <laughs> and, and so uh, <laughs> she, he said, but, but sweetie, he said, the greatest gift that I can give to you is that, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm, you know, God's gift to you. And she says, God doesn't give gag gifts of... <laughs> Well, the main thing, though, during this time of the year is not, it's not what you give or how you wrap it. It's that you save the receipt, right? <laughs> so that's all I got to say about wrapping presents. You know, God is in the giving business. He's in, uh, we can learn a lot from God about giving and giving gifts. And I want to talk this morning about how to give the best gift. And we can look to his example for that. Uh, one of the uh, a Christmas verse that I think is probably the most important Christmas verse, but you don't find it in most of the Christmas narratives. In fact, it's found more in John 3.16 is where it's found, and where it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, 
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. What a great gift. You know, God's the great giver. And um, we can learn a lot about giving from him. James says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of heights. So we know that God is a giver, and he gives perfect gifts. He gives good gifts to us. I think that we don't really understand or uh, we don't take advantage of those gifts. It kind of reminds me of the kids that during Christmas time when they just, you know, they see the gift, they just want to unwrap it, right, and find it, and then they throw it aside, and, and then they unwrap another one, and they set it aside, and not too long, about an hour after that, they're playing with the boxes, you know, or playing with the paper. They don't understand the value of, of the gifts. You know, it's like you can give a kid a $20 bill, and they don't understand the value between a $20 bill and maybe a, a $5 bill. And I think that that's the way it is with us, with what God gives to us. We don't understand the value of the things that he's given to us. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15, he says, Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Unspeakable gift. Because it's so amazing that we really don't even have words to describe it. But I want to talk this morning about how to give the best gift. And our pattern is uh, our Father. It is God. Uh, he's the one that has given really to us the best gift. And, you know, uh, as you're doing your Christmas shopping the rest of this Christmas season, you might want to keep these five things in, in mind. I think that the, very, the first thing about the best gift is it has to be personal. Um, you know, the, the Santa Claus at the mall was very surprised when this one young lady about 20 years old came up and sat down on his lap and he said uh, I usually don't you know take requests from adults but she smiled at him he says well what would you like for Christmas and she said well it's not for me it's for my mother and he says well that's very thoughtful of you what would you like for me to bring to your mother and she said a son-in-law <laughs> not very personal you know <laughs> I mean uh we need to give a gift that's not for us, but it's for the person. And if you're giving a gift, it's for that other person. You need to make it, make it personal. Um, you know, we went to Baybrook Mall. I'm so excited that they've got all these new shops. Have you all been out to the new shops? They have, a, they have an REI and a Field and Stream and a Golf Central, I think it is. And when you walk in, they're all connected. I'm so excited. And now that's where I'm going to spend all my time. So we went the other day, and, and Sandy wanted to go to, uh, what is that, the container store. But we went to Field and Stream first, and, and Dick's Sporting Goods and Golf Central all connected, and it was just wonderful. You know, we were just walking around, and, and I got to thinking, you know, uh, man, I'll do my Christmas shopping in here. And it was down in the golf store, and I was looking, and I thought, man, I need a new driver. And I got, you know, the thing is, is uh, if, I don't think Sandy would appreciate a new golf club for Christmas that wouldn't be too personal to her. maybe I could ask her if I could borrow it every once in a while but that's not a gift you know when you give a gift it ought to be personal she probably likes some new clothes too but she probably wouldn't want me to get them from Field and Stream where Under Armour has their new camo design out you know I don't think she would go for those, that type of clothing it ought to be personal make it personal God made his gift to us personal uh, you know Every one of us are in need of a, of a Savior. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We need a Savior. And he's personal. It's not just generic. It's very personal to us. And that we need to give a gift that, that fits the person that you're shopping for. Understanding them. God looked down. He understood what our need is. There was an old song, a little chorus that we used to say. That I owed a debt that I could not pay. And he paid a debt that he did not owe. And we needed a Savior and God gave his son to die for us personally. You know, he, he, he did that personally, not just for the rich or not just for the poor, not just for 
white or black, not just for um, Americans or, or Israelis, but for every one of us. Red, yellow, black, brown, and white. You know, God loves all of us, and he sees each one of us individually, and he knows our needs, uh, and he provides the gift that we need, and that's a Savior for us. But not only that, but before the foundation of the world, he created us and designed us, gave to us motivational gifts to make up who we are so that we can function in his body that we might minister to other people seeing their needs and having discernment to recognize needs in people around us. God gave us gifts for that. He gave us gifts of service that we could serve him and serve others. And as we serve others, that's when we're really serving him. So he sees us personally. He designed us personally. Before the foundation of the world, he created us and and made us up in a particular uh, way that there's nobody like you in the world. So first of all, make your gift personal. The second... It needs to be practical. Not like the one lady that she looked at her husband and she said, now, honey, this year we need to give practical gifts, like socks and fur coats. (laughs) Not uh, practical for some. (laughs) You know, those two kids were talking about Christmas, and and one said, well, you know, um, uh, money can't buy happiness. He says, you got to convert it into toys, you know, so that's what, that's what's practical, again, you you don't give a kid a gift card, you know, what's that, give them a toy, you know, that's not practical to them, might give their parents a gift card, you know, to help them out, but, um, but have you ever gotten one of those gifts that you didn't need, and and you really couldn't use, and what do you do with it, it's like Billy the singing fish, big mouth fish, or something that hangs on the wall, and sings a I mean, you know what, once you've heard him, it's kind of like it's annoying after that. <laughs> or Batman Snuggie. <laughs> or <laughs> Superhero Nice High Socks. <laughs> Those are, you know. Or I, I even saw uh, in one thing, bacon band-aids. They look like bacon when you put them on. I can just see, I've got a new little German Shepherd pup. I bet that would go over real big. I, I'd have more of a... Uh, uh, a cut uh, after putting that on my leg than I would before I started out. But practical gifts, you know, is it useful? What's it for? Don't give something that's just, you know, meaningless. Um, you know, God looked and he saw that what we need. And, you know, we all need salvation. We need eternal life. Without it, we'll die and go to hell and spend eternity in hell. So eternal life is something that's very practical. We need it. We can use it. And it's, it's going to be there forever. And it's something that we can enjoy every day of our life. It says in Ecclesiastes that God put eternity in the hearts of mankind. We can enjoy eternal life every day of our life and especially then forever with him. There's no gift that uh, you and I could ever need more than this eternal life. It's very practical. So God saw our need and he met our need. And every day he's giving us those, the gift of grace where that he is uh, providing our needs for us. Knowing what we need when we don't even know what our needs are ourselves. So a gift needs to be personal, but it also needs to be practical. The third thing I think about the best gift is it ought to be pleasing, satisfying. You know, these two young kids were boys. They were spending the night with their grandparents, and at bedtime they knelt down to pray, and the youngest began to pray. He says, oh, God, I need a bicycle. God, I need a bicycle. God, I need a bicycle. And his, his older brother said, hey, what are you doing? God's not deaf. He said, what are you shouting your prayers for? God's not deaf. He said, no, but Grandma is. 
<laughs> you know, the best gift ought to be something that would please you, it would please the person that you're giving it to. That would be satisfying as well, you know. Um, again, not one of those things that, you know, that we really don't uh, need or want or enjoy so that it just gathers dust. And again, God gave us the most pleasing and satisfying gift that we could ever ask for in the gift of salvation, of eternal life. And, and you know, there's an old hymn that we used to sing called Satisfies. It says, well of water ever springing, breath of, bread of life so rich and free, untold wealth that never faileth, my Redeemer is to me. Oh, hallelujah, I have found him whom my soul so long had craved. Jesus satisfies my longing. Through his blood, I now am saved. He satisfies my longing. The longing of our soul. Now, we don't know what we really need. But when we find him, we find the satisfaction that it's pleasing. You know, I can honestly say that um, he satisfies. He pleases. I remember when I was younger and struggled, you know, and thought, oh, I don't know if I, if I want to give my life to... To, to God, I got so, so much stuff I want to do, and, and I thought that it'd just be all over, and, and just the, all, it would be an end to happiness, you know, as I knew it and everything, and you know what, what I thought was, was happiness wasn't happiness at all. What I thought was satisfying didn't satisfy. Those things that you try to, to take to, to bring pleasure, they wear off in, you know, 8, 12, 24 hours, and they leave the unsatisfying results, relationships can be unsatisfying and uh, you know whenever we put things out of perspective and, and out of place uh, when God's not first then there's no satisfaction in our life but he satisfies the longing soul he knows what we need and so we need to receive from him that grace and, and Paul talks about that that, that grace is so satisfying you know that uh, he received his that unmerited favor that fair, the favor that we don't even deserve the fourth thing that uh, a gift ought to have that will let us know that it's um, the best gift is it ought to be permanent. It, to, it shouldn't be something that, just, you know, with lasting value, not something that falls apart before, you know, by the time you get it out of the box or something like that. And, uh, you know, you hear about the guy that bought his wife a diamond ring for Christmas and his best friend said, well, I thought she wanted one of those sporty four-wheel drive vehicles. He says, well, where am I going to find a fake Jeep? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, the, the gift ought to at least keep the interest beyond Christmas, beyond Christmas. You know, it ought to be something that's, that's permanent, that's lasting, that doesn't fall apart, that doesn't just give, you know, just a, a fake impression. In the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 28, Jesus said, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand never perish what Jesus gives to us is permanent it's forever it lasts uh, nothing can affect it and he says no man can pluck them out of my hand thank God for eternal life thank God that he looked down at me and what his gift to me is based upon his character upon his merit it's it's upon uh, you know what he does and and God is eternity. He is eternal life. He is permanent. He is, has lasting value, and, and everything that he gives has lasting value, and so does eternal life. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope 
through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance never perish, never spoil, never fade. Uh, it's not going to wear out. It's not going to you know, fade away. It just gets better and better every day. And Jesus laid down his, his own self so that we could have this permanent gift of eternal life, that we could have this, this inheritance in him that never perishes, never spoils, never fades away. It's going to last forever. Aren't you glad for that? You know, it's not something that, you know, just the, the new wears off. You know, the thing is, is that we just lose sight of him. You know, when it's not interesting anymore, interesting anymore, we're not seeing him. We're not spending time with him. We're not using the gifts that he's given to us. He wrapped himself in human flesh and he became, uh, took on the form of a man and he was born in a stable that he might bring to us the best gift that uh, could ever be given. He bore our sins and he took our shame upon him. And the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords, laid down his life. He gave us the best gift. And he did all this so that we could have this permanent gift, this lasting gift, a gift that doesn't perish, it doesn't spoil, it doesn't fade away. And he gives that to us. It's a personal gift. It's a practical gift. It's a pleasing gift. It's a permanent gift. And number five, it's purchased. You know, uh, I saw, I like to watch Jay Leno's Garage. I don't know if anybody else has seen that or not. I kinda, you have to find it on CNBC or something like that. But uh, he's got all different kinds of cars, and he interviews different people with cars and their likes and everything. And he had General Colin Powell on there, and Colin Powell drove up in this brand-new Corvette Stingray, and, and uh, brand-new. And so they're oohing and on over, and he said, man, this is awesome. He says, when did you get it? He says, well, my kids got it for me for Christmas. He said, really your kids got this for you for christmas he said yeah he says and then they handed me the payment books <laughs> and they laughed he says oh yeah there that's a real gift you know what kind of gift is that well you got to pay for it you know in fact the very definition of gift is a thing given willingly to someone without payment you don't give somebody a gift and then have them pay for it well i guess kids do <laughs> you know you got to pay for mom's gift but you know, uh, uh, Jesus has already purchased the gift that he gave to us. He paid for it. You don't have to do anything for it. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to work hard for it. You don't have to just try to see if maybe if you do this or that right, that then you can be saved. Thanks be unto God who gives us this, uh, this victory. And it, the victory is it's salvation over death and over sin. Philippians chapter, or Romans chapter 8, 32 says... He that spared not his own son, shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Everything that God gives to us is free. That's a gift. And a gift is based upon the goodness of the giver, not upon the goodness of the, or of the, the receiver. We always tell the kids at, at Christmas, you know, well, you better be good. It's like the one little boy, you know, he was writing to God. And he tells him, he said, you know, God, I, I've been good six months out of the year. And, and he Wait, thought for a second. He says, crossed out six, and he put, God, I've been good for three months out of the year, so I won't. And he thought, crossed out the three, and he said, God, I've been good for two weeks, <laughs> and I want that. Sit there for a while. He put down the, the pencil. He, he ran over to the, the nativity scene, and he grabbed Mary from the from the nativity scene, he wrapped her up, he hid it under the bed, and he went back and said, God, if you ever want to see your mother again, you're going to bring me the Christmas gifts that I want. You know, you don't twist God's arm for him to give you a gift. 
You don't earn it. You don't bribe him. You don't say, you know, God, you know, if I do so-and-so, will you give me this and that? You know, I mean, how many times have we heard those type of things? Lord, if you get me out of this mess, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to live for you. God, he gives us eternal life, and it's not based upon our goodness. It's based upon his goodness. Wow, and I am so thankful for that. I didn't deserve salvation. I didn't deserve his gift to me. You didn't either. But God knew what we needed. He saw us personally. He knew the needs of our life and of our soul, not just for just a, a day or two or just for this life, but for all eternity. He knew what we needed. And it satisfies our soul that we didn't even know that what it was that was unsatisfying. And it lasts forever. Nothing can, can diminish that fact. Neither height nor depth, principality or power, the Apostle Paul says in Romans 8. Nor uh, demon, those things present or those things to come. Nothing, uh, he says, you know, nothing can hinder, nothing can take away, nothing can uh, suppress this love of God that he has for us. Wow, what love that he loves us. And so he purchased this with his own life. He, he redeemed us out of the slave market. I was dead in my trespasses and sin, but he was alive and he gave me that gift of eternal life that brought me back to life spiritually. Paul also said in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, he says, For by grace you are saved through faith, not of yourselves, but it's a gift of God. It's not us. We don't have to pay for it. You don't earn it. You don't deserve it. It's a gift of God. It's a gift of God. Never forget that. Just like James said, and I read it earlier, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and come down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow or turning. That word perfect there means having all the required elements. Every good, every perfect gift, every perfect gift that has all the required elements comes down from above. It has all the qualities, all the characteristics. It's complete. It's absolute. It's everything that we need. Boy, what a great gift that is. You know, so if you're looking to how, try to find out how to give the best gift, it ought to be personal. It ought to be practical. It ought to be pleasing. You know, it ought to be permanent, and it ought to be purchased. You ought to pay for it. You know, it ought to cost you something to invest in that person's life and give it to them. Jesus did that, and he wants us to, to look around and see with his love the needs of people around us. He's given to us all things, and it's not just for us to consume those things, but it's for us to become more like him so that we in turn be, become givers, and then we can see a need and meet it. We can find a hurt and heal it. That's what God did when he looked down and he, he saw you. He saw the need that you had. He saw the... You know, the hurt that you had. And he came to heal that. And he, come, he came to heal the brokenhearted. He loves us. He loves you today. He cares about you today. He knows exactly where you are. He didn't come someplace far off. He didn't come in some, you know, high palace somewhere. He came to a lowly manger in the town where everybody was, right into the circumstances and the situations of that day. And he comes today to you and I. He comes right where we are in our situation, in our circumstances to come and to bring to us exactly what we need. Salvation first. His gifts second for us. And then every day he comes with a gift of love and of grace to help us in our time of need. Will you bow your heads with me this morning?
Father, I pray that you would help us during this time of shopping and gift giving that we would remember the real gift of Christmas. Father, the one that you purchased for us, our salvation. It cost you everything. You gave of your blood so that we could be saved. Lord, just as we give gifts during the Christmas season, Jesus has given the ultimate gift for our sins. Help us to be mindful of that. Help us to see that and help us not to forget what you have done. And that we know that, the, that this gift is personal. It's to us personally. You know what we need. You know the needs that are here this morning. You know the needs of those that are hearing this message today. You know the needs. And you have a gift that's ready for us to receive that, that will meet those needs. It's practical. It comes right where we are in the circumstances and the situations of our life and our troubles and our trials. And it's, it's helpful and, and it will take care of us in that particular situation and circumstance. It's very practical and it satisfies us when we can turn around and say that we know that it was you that did this. Thank you that you're an ever-present help in our time of need and that your gifts are not limited and they're permanent. They're lasting, not only for this life, but for the life to come. And you gave a great price for them. You know, with our heads bowed this morning, our eyes closed, a gift is a gift, but it still remains just a gift until it's received. And so I want to challenge you today to receive God's gift. God's gift of salvation. If you have never received him, you need to do so this morning. What a great time to do it. To as many as received him, he gave them the power to become the sons of God. You can just do that by simply saying, Heavenly Father, I know that I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a Savior. I can't save myself. Thank you for your gift in Jesus Christ. I receive him today. I receive your love today. I receive eternal life today. Forgive me of all my sins. I repent and turn from them to walk with you in a new life, receiving your gift of eternal life now into my life. And all the gifts that you have designed for me to be who you've designed me to be, I receive today in Jesus' name. If you prayed that, just raise your hand. and Say, Pastor, I prayed that today. I believe today that I'm a child of God. Amen, 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 amen. If you are going through a, a difficult time right now, and, you know, this season is a difficult time. It's a time when we think about maybe uh, loved ones that aren't with us anymore or maybe that we don't have enough resources to get the gifts that we'd like to get for others or whatever and lot, there's just a lot of pressure you need to know today that God loves you he knows about your situation and that the gift is not the, the monetary value of the gift but it's that loving value of the gift it really is I challenge you in all of your giving as you see a need to meet it as you find a hurt to heal it make it personal make it practical make it pleasing 
It ought to be permanent. It ought to be something that lasts, a lasting impression that lasts forever. And it ought to cost you something. You know, as I prepare messages to bring to this congregation, I believe that it's God's gift that he wants to give to us as a congregation. And I always pray, Lord, help this message be personal. Help this message be practical, something that people can use. Help it satisfy them in their life and in their situation, their circumstances, right where they are. But Lord, let it have a permanent, lasting value that helps that person not only throughout this day, but throughout the week and throughout the month and throughout the year. And Father, throughout their whole life, let it be something that's permanent in their life. And it's going to cost me something. Because I'm going to pray, I'm going to be before God, I'm going to study, I'm going to pour my heart into His Word. I'm going to pay the price for that gift to bring in His Word. People, we need to do that. I challenge you to do that because there are people around you that need Christ. And they need His Word from you. And as you pray for your family members, as you pray for your co-workers... You pray for those that are near to you, those that are dear to you, those that you come in contact with. It ought to cost you something, some time in prayer. That you pray, God, help me to be able to look into their life and see what they need personally. Help this to be something practical that's going to minister to them right where they are. Let it satisfy the longing in their soul. Let this be pleasing to them, something that they know is real and lasting. Father, let it last. Let it be permanent in its value to them. And whatever it costs me, God, I'm willing to pay that I'm willing to pay the price for this to meet that need in that person's life when you get to that point in your giving of gifts that's when you really step into a realm that is so satisfying where the Bible says it's more you know it, it, it's it's just such a better feeling it's, it's better to give than to receive because you step into a realm that's like God that's what God does as a giver I challenge you to do that. I challenge you to be alert. I challenge you to look beyond your circumstances and your situation. Look beyond yourself and your problems and look and see a need in somebody else. If you'll do that, I'll guarantee you that no matter what situation that you're in, you're going to find a satisfaction that helps you get through it because that's that's God's very nature and His character working in you. Let's pray together. Father, we love you today. Thank you for those that made a commitment to you today, Lord Jesus, that have received you as the best gift. Lord, help us as we walk out of this place to have a sense of urgency about those that are around us and to look and to see a need. The best gift is the one that we look and that we discern is what's necessary and needed and practical in that person's life. Lord, help us to look with eyes like you have where you saw us. And thank you for that gift that you've given to us, that you saw us individually. You cared for us and you loved us. We praise you for that. Help us to be able to rise up and to be ministers of you and for you. Lord, we thank you and we pray for all those that are in difficult times around this world. Father, that are those that are in foreign countries that are being persecuted for your name's sake, we pray for them and we uphold them and that you would strengthen and encourage them. Father, protect them as they uh, 
stand strong as worshipers for you. Lord, we're so thankful here that uh, we live in a country, we live in a land uh, that we have freedom to worship you, but there's not always those that, uh, that are in that situation. In fact, just those that, are, that leave and listen to our podcast and to the broadcast were made more aware of the situations of suffering in their life and we pray for them father we just count them as our extended family right now and we undergird them and, and pray for them lord be with us now and father those that travel throughout this time the, uh, the difficult the weather situations and stuff that you would just uh encompass them roundabout with protection and lord that you would bring families together and father that we would enjoy our loved ones and Lord uh, just as our churches we gather tonight to celebrate and just enjoy you and, and through our, our party Father that uh, that we would just again that just understand more and more how valuable it is to have friends and loved ones in our life so we give you praise today for those things in Jesus name Amen Amen I'm going to let you out early this morning but I'm going to ask you to do something for us if you could uh, to help out with our